I'm very grateful this week for having had the opportunity to connect some wisdom that was shared with me many years ago that I thought that I understood, but I know now, or at least I'm fairly certain that I really did not understand the deeper meaning behind it. And this was something that one of my gurus shared with me many years ago, and the wisdom was as follows, that when we close our heart to someone, we actually do that with our minds. And it sounds maybe a little bit esoteric. I know when he shared it with me, this was something that it made sense to me, but I really did not understand it. And I know now why I really didn't. And to share a little bit and to be completely transparent about where I found myself this week in terms of connecting my thoughts and feelings. I had a situation earlier this week and not really, there's no need to go into as, as generally as I tend to do this, I tend to not really go into the details because I think that's just the story. Uh, what's really important is, is where I found myself and what I learned from it. I had someone reach out to me this week who I had met, uh, quite a long time ago. And I can't even remember exactly why, but for some reason I found myself in what I would say, the way I would describe how I, how I was processing my feelings about this person. This is someone that I just met and was around a couple of times and without really realizing it. And I think that's, what's even more important about this, but I'll get into that in a moment. And this there again, this is, it's not easy to be this transparent because it's, I, frankly, it's embarrassing to say it. Uh, and it feels really incredibly ridiculously childish, but this is what this is all about. I mean, if I can't share this, then there's really no point in sharing any of this because I really do want to be real and transparent. I found myself, I knew that I had closed my heart to this person, that I had just sort of written them out of my life. I mean, I realized they were, it was just someone that I'd become acquainted with. But at some point, while maybe what I was telling myself in the moment was, you know, I just didn't think about this person anymore and just really didn't have any further business with them, was that it became very apparent. And what I realized is, is that I, it, this became, this has become very automatic for me that for some reason, something someone does or something that they say, um, and these are, you know, it, it generally is easier to do this the less I know people because the more I know people, the more I've got a stake in this. But essentially, I found myself this week scratching my head when they contacted me and reached out to me. I had to really stop and think for a minute, as ridiculous as this sounds, I literally found myself asking the question. At some point, I just kind of really was done with this person, and I don't remember why. It, and it seems ridiculously silly. I'm literally sitting around wasting my time and energy trying to remember why I just really made no further effort with this person whatsoever. They were a generally, uh, you know, a very nice person. I, from what I remember, they were, you know, they were fun to be around. We had some common interests. And at some point along the way, something that they either did do or didn't do that I expected them to do or said something a certain way, I, but I honestly don't remember what it was. And it wasn't anything terribly dramatic, but it really drove home the wisdom that my teacher had shared with me many, many years ago. And I kind of, I really feel like I want to repeat it again. When we close our heart to someone, we do it with our minds. And so now I really want to connect this 
with mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice. The more that I have engaged in practices to meditate on the heart, and whether we're talking about you know the heart chakra, the metaphorical heart, we're really talking about what they refer to many times, teachers refer to this as the seat of our emotions. So no matter really how you decide to characterize it, this is the place where we can feel a, a great deal of the emotions going through our bodies. It's not the only place. Uh, you know, we clearly have, there are, you know, essentially other, what's referred to as chakras. Uh, we have energy meridians running through our bodies. Uh, you know, whatever way that a particular culture or a person chooses to look at this, uh, and it's not really up to me. I just know that each individual person has their own ways and each culture has their way of looking at the body itself and the mind-body connection. But I guess really all that aside, what I would say is that it is amazing to me how powerful the mind can be because I've looked back and as I have started to do more healing work on my, what I refer to as my metaphorical heart, my heart chakra, whatever you want to call it, I'm finding that this has been a common running theme with me. And it has certainly impacted and affected my interactions with other people. Uh, It has impacted my relationships that I've had with people that I'm close with. And I now know why I have a really powerful clue when I find myself asking the question. And as I've continued to do this work, and not that I'm really wanting to go deeply into all of that, because that's really just something that's my own situation. And I don't know how much it applies to everyone. But as I've done my own work, what I've started to find is that the reason why I have had some of the struggles I've had in my interactions, some of the difficulties and challenges I've created for myself through meeting new people uh, and trying to kind of, quote unquote, defend myself or brace myself against possibly having someone say something to me or do something to me or not say or not do whatever it is that I'm expecting this all happens in the mind. And I, I don't necessarily think this is a huge revelation for anyone. Uh, I don't think it's a mystery. But what I'm finding in my own life and how it's helping me, and that's why I'm sharing it ultimately, is that I'm finding that really the impediment to me being able to have really satisfying relationships and have healthy relationships and healthy human interactions, whether it's someone I just meet and become acquainted with, maybe it's someone I just run into out in the world one time. All of those things I'm finding are cumulative because what it is, these are these are experiences that I'm having that shape my unconscious responses to how I present myself to other people. And I'm not speaking about the way that I artificially try to make myself appear to people, but really what I've heard a... Uh, Someone I've become acquainted with, with with recently, I believe, refers to this as our posture. How, And I want to honor them for teaching me about that. That how I actually, my posture as I deal with other people, how I interact with other people has a lot to do with these repetitive situations that occur in my life. I'm developing neural pathways and neural patterns. So I realize I'm getting a little general and a little broad. So I want to try to kind of pull this back in and get a little more focused in terms of what you know mindfulness and mindful coping and what this really has to do with this well what it really has to do with it is that i know this if if i'm getting in my own way in my interactions with anyone 
how I'm facing the world, how I am dealing with other people, if a lot of this is originating in my mind, and I think I'm finding for myself that a great deal of it happens in my mind, then the one thing that happens in my mind that can cause myself and potentially other people unnecessary suffering and what fuels my internal reactions to what happens to me in, in, out in the world and even, you know, basically with people that I'm very close with, uh, you know, on a day-to-day basis is, are the thoughts that I'm having. In other words, somehow or another, I am someone does something, doesn't do something I expect, says something, whatever it is. I'm having thoughts about it. And that was really kind of the, that was really the may, first major piece of the puzzle for me was the realization and discovering mindfulness practice that it's really about my thoughts. I don't want to believe them. I don't want to identify with them. I don't even want to cling to them. I want to just let them pass through because really when it comes down to it, those thoughts as well as the emotions that I'm feeling in my body that's connected with my mind is really just energy at a deeper level. And I, and, and that, that energy fuels those thoughts. It's the, but it's the way that I react to the things that I'm feeling emotionally in my body and in my mind. So what I want to do is I want to pay attention to those things. So I'm really getting very big picture here, but I'm, I'm hoping that this is something that is beneficial because for me, connecting these dots has been really, really helpful for me this week. And I found it that it is, I see that going forward, it is really clearing some things up for me. And what it really boils down to is I've made a, I made a conscious decision at some point. I don't want to be a recluse. I don't want to isolate away from people the way I did for many years. If I'm going to be around people, if I'm going to be out in the world where life is really happening out here with everyone else, I'm going to have to find a way to cope with how I deal with the thoughts that I have about what I'm feeling. And in terms of closing my heart to people and shutting them out or bracing myself to the point that I can't really be open and vulnerable with anyone because I'm afraid to take a risk. I'm afraid to really be who I am because I'm afraid that they may not accept me as I am. Uh, If someone does something that maybe I was not expecting and I find myself disappointed by them or things don't work out the way I had hoped, uh, I have to realize that that was just my thoughts. If I had any expectations, if I had anything that I expected to happen or any beliefs about what I thought should happen, that all originates from my mind and I want to take responsibility for that. So at a very base level, mindfulness practice, you know, really getting back to the basics, it's really about just being aware. It's about literally, you know, practicing sitting still. Uh, It can be done. There's a lot of different meditative ways to do this, but it's ultimately about finding what works for someone and to be able to watch those thoughts to pay attention to them and realize that they're there, but to not, there's no need to believe it. What, you know, there's no need to believe what we're thinking. There's no need to identify as the person who's thinking the thoughts. Uh, we can really just begin to develop that headspace, that ability to witness these thoughts in a way that allows us to be able to not be so overtaken by them. And we can begin to see that this is just the way that our, our you know, we're wired this way as human beings. But it doesn't mean that we have to completely buy in. And what I find is the less attention I, you know, the less 
attention I pay to my own reactions about what's happening and just allow myself to let go of these reactions without needing to analyze them in the moment, without needing to understand why I reacted a certain way, frees me up to just get back to what I'd refer to as the business of being human. I can literally get back to just being in the moment out here with everyone else while it's happening and not somewhere else in my own head. It gives me the ability to be able to realize that I I know that there's a difference. I know I've, I've begun to pay attention to this more than I ever have. And I know that experiencing me the way people would experience me with my heart completely closed already before I've ever given anyone a chance, I know that that quote-unquote looks different that feels different than the me that goes out and faces the world and other people with my heart open and being willing to take risks. And the reason or what gives me the ability to do that, and it's nothing special about me, I'm no different or no better than anyone else, this is available to all of us, is that I can engage in practices to and, and have the deep realization that if I'm going to close my heart, that's going to happen in my mind. Now, I can't say that that's the absolute truth. I can't say that that's empirically true. I just know for me, this was wisdom that was shared with me many years ago from someone who had been on the path for many years and had, and it was someone that when they shared it with me, it resonated. It's just that I really was not at a point yet in my own spiritual journey where I could actually take that wisdom and do the work that I needed to do. And when I found myself earlier this week, literally straining to remember what someone had done and why I had shut them out of you know, why I had shut them out and it closed my heart and was quote unquote done with them. It I was able to really fully appreciate the utter and absolute ridiculosity of operating as a human being this way. And I'm you know I, I at the same time though I basically you know gave myself unconditional love. I didn't beat myself up emotionally. I didn't judge myself harshly for being this silly and ridiculous. And it was just that I'm human and I caught myself in the act of being this way and was able to do it in a way where I could laugh a little bit at, at the silliness of it and not really laugh at myself, but just to be able to just laugh at the silliness of how seriously I was trying to remember what someone had done to, you know, to, that would cause me to behave this way and to operate this way. And, and the scary part about it is it was all very uh, almost unconscious. It's a habit. And now that I'm starting to realize that, what I'm doing is when I'm around other people, when I meet new people, it's very simple. It's not complicated. It's not always easy to do because it is fueled by the sustained you know, moment-to-moment and day-to-day practice of mindfulness. If I'm going to really pay attention to this and, and, and not fall victim to believing everything I'm thinking about, what I'm feeling. I have to practice being able to do it where I can do it and still be fully in life right here where it's all happening. And I know that for most people, what ends up having what ends up having the most impact is to begin this practice and sustain it for a period of time. Uh, there's no right or wrong amount of time. It's just it's something that we practice when we have quiet when we have some mental and emotional bandwidth to do it and we practice paying attention to our thoughts and noting them as they come through. We don't analyze them. uh, We don't judge them. We just simply let them pass through us because it's going to happen anyway and there's nothing I can do to stop it. So it's really kind of cool when I can just kind of free myself from, you know, I no longer am trying to force them to stop. 
I'm no longer going to be uh, uh, reacting to the thoughts that I have. So I don't need to identify as this person having these horrible thoughts. How could I have these thoughts? How could I be thinking this way? Because I don't have to play that game anymore. And that's really available to anyone who practices mindfulness. And in terms of mindful coping, it's it really ends up becoming something that just the mindfulness practice fuels an additional, more enhanced, more powerful way to cope. It's It empowers me to be able to cope more effectively when I do find myself, because that's the other side of the coin here, is that this is not a self-improvement program. I'm not going to magically go out in the world and suddenly have a big smile on my face and not react you know, that's just what, at least for me, I'm finding it's unrealistic. Uh, you know, I'm still going to go out in the world and find that I'm going to have thoughts about, you know, and internal reactions to the way that somebody looks at me, the way that they relate to me, something that they say, something that they do. I'm still, it's none, none of that is going to change in the external world, but what's changing is in my own internal world. And it's because of the fact that I'm choosing to practice a different way of processing these things. I can't change the game. This is the human game. This is the way we're wired. This is the way we work, so to speak. But in this case, what I can do is I can realize that just because I have a thought or an inclination to close my heart to someone and to say, hey, you know, I don't like what this person said to me. I'm done with them. And I'm not saying that every, that I think that everyone does this. I think that it's, it's probably a case-by-case situation. I just know that I've had a very long pattern, a very lifelong pattern uh, of struggling in interpersonal relationships and in interactions because of my over my incredible sensitivity. And I know that that's something that I can't use that as an excuse. Because, you know, to be sensitive is to be sensitive. Just because I'm sensitive doesn't mean it's okay for me to indulge in all of the thoughts that that sensitivity fuels. In other words, I don't have to do that. I don't have to believe those things. I can certainly see those things happening in my head. And that's really what mindfulness practice is here to do is that I can be able to sit with that. It doesn't always feel great. And many times it feels really awful. But at the end again, at the end of the day, what other choice do I really have? I do have other choices. I can mask, I can run away from the, you know, these quote unquote symptoms of this, you know, how bad this feels to, you know, to feel a certain way or to think a certain way. And I can use other, you know, I can use substances. I can use, I can try to lose myself in entertainment and diversions. And not that there's anything wrong with any of that, but I just know that no matter how far I run away to get away from these things that don't feel good, these thoughts that I'm thinking that I don't like to think, I don't like to react this way because I know it doesn't feel good. And these emotions that are running through me, all this is really just energy. And so if I could begin to look at it more impersonally, it's not my feelings, it's not my thoughts. These are just feelings and they're thoughts that happen. It's much, much easier for me to be able to let go of them and not cling to them because they're not mine anymore. And I'm not in denial. I'm not say, trying to act like I don't have them. I'm not depersonalizing to the point that I'm trying to pretend like this, you know, this being who I refer to as me is, is really someone else. It's really about realizing that if I can pay attention to these things, I'm much less likely to close my heart to someone because what I, what I've, what I have found in my life is that as I've continued to do, to do this healing work, you know, with, in my heart, you know, with my metaphorical heart is that, uh, or the seed of my emotions, whatever you want to call it, is that I am sure I probably have missed out on, you know, numerous opportunities 
to cultivate friendships with people who really could have been very healthy and healing for me. I could have missed out on doing certain things because of the fact that I closed my heart and shut things out because I didn't like the, the thoughts that I was thinking because of how whatever it was made me feel. And it really is empowering to know that I, you know, I can utilize a very, very simple but very powerful practice in order to do that. And I know that doing this practice net won't necessarily solve all of my problems, it, but it is going to help me be more aware of what I'm thinking about what I'm feeling. Uh, it, de- it definitely is not a substitute for any of the healing work that I need to do at a deeper level. Uh, but that's really, you know, every person is different. Every person's situation is different. But what I have found is I don't think I would have ever been able to do any of this healing work. And I'm by no means there yet. And I don't think I'll ever get there. Uh, it's going to be a work in progress until I take my last breath. This I know. But at the same time, mindfulness practice has enabled me and empowered me to be able to do this healing. And it's available to any of us. It doesn't take any special person. It doesn't take any special set of skills or strengths. It just takes a willingness to be able to pay attention to what we're thinking about what we're feeling. And in this case, I find that I can actually be more open to people and more available to people and ultimately love people instead of carrying resentments and carrying grudges and running away and escaping and thinking that I can somehow go out and find other people that are going to appreciate me more or that are going to act the way that I expect them to act. Uh, I've spent a lifetime doing that. And at the end of the day, what I find is that, yes, I don't want to go out and subject myself to people who are going to treat me in an unloving way or disrespectful, you know, disrespectfully treating, treating me disrespectfully. You know, I obviously don't, you know, I'm not condoning any of those things, but I also realize that sometimes I've got to give people a chance. I've got to be open and let whatever's going to happen, happen without trying to make anything happen. And I know that if I can engage in practices that keep my heart more open, and I know for sure that this practice for me, at least has allowed me to be able to not utilize the one thing that really is very powerful in closing my heart, and that is my mind, and using it in a way that is unloving, in a way that is not positive, and that is not healing, and that's believing these thoughts that I'm thinking and these reactions that I'm having. I don't have to do that. I can be open to seeing things in a different way.